Hey everyone, this is Chris and Margaret from Beyond the Miles, and we are here to talk with you about fueling your long run. And so this will be an episode about long run nutrition, which I am so excited to delve into because we actually did the longest run I think we've done this summer over the weekend. And I have to say, I definitely made some nutritional mistakes. So I'm so excited to pick Margaret's brain about how to do better next time. So I'm going to hand it over to her and we'll get started. Okay. Yeah. So we've had some good weather here and um, yesterday kind of took us on an adventure that (laughs) we weren't sure we were going to go on and we probably all could have used more fuel on that adventure. So this is really timely for us. But um, as most of you probably know, we should be practicing what works and what doesn't work way before race day. Maybe you've trained hard and trained well. The last thing you want is poor performance because you can consumed something or didn't get in enough of something before or during your race. So make sure to practice carb loading um, during training too, before those 20 plus milers practice that race day nutrition, get up early, get up a couple hours earlier than your run. (laughs) That sounds impossible, even as I'm saying it, Uh, but (laughs) you want to get in plenty of nutrition before you start those super long runs. So if you listen to the episode on pre-run nutrition, I talked about getting in around 15 to 30 grams of carbs before a run. And 30 grams is really preferable, but starting slow and working your way up is the goal. So before a long run, I don't think I said this in that last episode, before a long run, you actually should try to get in 60 to 70 grams of carbs before your run. So you're almost doubling what you're doing during the week. So you have to train your gut to do this. (laughs) So for more ideas on what to eat, because we have a lot of content today, so I'm not going to talk too much about what to eat before a run, but for more ideas on that, listen to the pre-run nutrition podcast and just kind of add to that um, so that you get in enough grams of carbohydrates. Okay, so before we go any further, because I know probably a lot of people are kicking off marathon training, it's, you know, fall, almost. What constitutes a long run? That's a great question. And I'm, I confess, I'm really bad about this. (laughs) But any activity over about 75 minutes, I would say some people might say over an hour, but I think a lot of us, if you're going over 75 minutes, I would get in some kind of fuel. So yes, that 10 miler that you say is just 10 miles, you would benefit from fuel. Um, And if you're my running buddies listening to this, (laughs) you can remind me of that when we run 10 miles and I don't bring fuel. Um, But yeah, any, any endurance activity. And so this includes, swimming, biking, running, any kind of endurance activity, not just, this is not just for runners. Um, Over that 75 minute mark up to two and a half hours, 
or even more. Um, I don't think I usually train for many more hours than that personally um, before a marathon, but um, anything over that, aim for 30 to 60 grams of carbohydrates per hour. So 30 to 60 grams is a wide range. And that is because we are all different. We're all built differently. We're all different weights. So this number is going to be different for everyone. And I, so I would say roughly just because we're, I have to give an estimate because this is in general, um, but roughly 60 grams of carbs per hour if for a long run or for sustained activity. So this is 200 calories, if you want to think about it like that. Um, so 50 grams of carbs, 200 calories per hour. So the catch is you don't want to take that all at once, or you might have gut issues. You want to take in, um, you want to take in nutrition every 45 minutes or so. And you don't want to take in more than about 30 grams of carbs at a time. So get in 50 grams an hour <laughs> um, and about 30 grams at a time. Have I lost you guys yet with all of these numbers? <laughs> okay. So just to clarify, like how often do you recommend taking like a gel or no jelly bean or whatever your favorite, <laughs> <laughs> your favorite calorie is? Yeah, so about every 45 minutes, but this is so individualized and can look so different for everyone. So there are so many different products out there. And like you said, jelly bean or, or gel, she's saying jelly bean because I really like these sports beans because I can just take it a couple at a time. Um, and I kind of like being able to chew something. So I, I don't prefer the sports beans for all of my nutrition needs on the, on the long run, but I like, I, I don't know. I like having like a mix of goose and sports beans or those like shop blocks and goose so that I have some kind of <laughs> combo of something. And sometimes I just like eating something. So this is super individualized, but every 45 minutes or so get in some carbs. And then along with that, you also need electrolytes and Sodium is the big one on that. And, and you guys have probably hopefully listened to the, the podcast on hydration and that will give you all of your needs, all your sodium needs, if you want to listen to that, but roughly 400 to 800 milligrams of sodium per hour is what you need. And this gets super technical because a lot of those sports nutrition products that have your carbs in them may also have sodium. But you really have to look, you, ideally, you'll know your sweat rate, uh, which I also talked about in the hydration, hydration podcast. So ideally, you'll know your sweat rate, and then you'll know how much you'll need. 400 to 800 milligrams is also a wide range. If you have a really super hot race, you're going to sweat a lot, and you're going to need more. Um, so it's, it's a wide range, but... And then also like the sports nutrition products, some of them have a lot of sodium and some of them don't. You may want to take, if you're not, if you're taking goos that don't have many electrolytes in them, you may want to take salt tabs. So 
there are a lot of options out there. Make sure you know your product well. Um, I really like, there's a, a an electrolyte drink I like called Ultima, but it doesn't have very much sodium in it. So I have to make up for that <laughs> if I want to take Ultima. So don't just go taking things without knowing what's in them. What about caffeine? Yes. So that's a big one. Um, I know that a lot of people, a lot of people either want to take a lot of caffeine thinking that it might help them a lot, or a lot of people avoid it because they're afraid it will give them stomach issues. And like I said, don't, don't go drinking caffeine the day, your race day without trying it beforehand. But I do drink about a half a cup of coffee before most of my runs. Um, caffeine can improve performance. There's, this is scientifically backed. And for a lot of people, it makes perceived effort seem easier. So your workout will feel easier, which is always beneficial in my opinion, but also you don't want to overdo it and get jittery. So the recommendation is about two to six milligrams per kilogram. <laughs> so you might have to go do some math to figure out what that should be. Also, this is really hard to measure unless you're getting it in your sports nutrition product. So like if you're making a cup of coffee in the morning, you probably don't know how much caffeine is in there. But if you have a bottle of cold brew, then you can measure out how much you should have. Or if you're having a, a gel with caffeine or something, you can measure that out. I also, I like taking, so getting in a little bit of caffeine before the run and then doing every other goo or sports nutrition product with caffeine. So every 45, every hour and a half. So like every other, every 45 minutes I'm taking something in, every hour and a half I'm getting caffeine did that answer your question or do you have more questions about caffeine no no like i remember um that my first marathon my husband kind of was helping me with some training and he's like oh and, and he's he's a big cyclist and so he's like oh and tour de france like they drink coca-cola like <laughs> these cyclists and so i also was like oh like i really kind of want to try to qualify for Boston or whatever. So he was waiting for me at like, I don't know, mile 18 or something with literally, and I never drink soda with a cold Coca-Cola. And it was probably so good. It was so good. And like, I think I smiled <laughs> like all the way. I mean, maybe that's an exaggeration, but it like, I feel like mentally it did make the last few miles seem way less challenging. Uh, and, and actually when I did do Boston, I like so badly craved that Coca-Cola and it was nowhere to be found. <laughs> so be flexible, I guess also <laughs> in the fuel you take in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can we figure out how to pack up that Coca-Cola and I know, right? Take there it we on go. Our like, with us. <laughs> like, there's our product. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would, I would take that for sure. Yum. That sounds great. But yeah, speaking of speaking of fluid, <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't mention how often it's taken fluid. So every, which I talked so much about on the hydration ep episode, but um, 
you want to take in about, so there's like overlap with all these things. So it can get very confusing, but fluid, you want to get in every 20 minutes or so, four to five sips of water or electrolytes. Um, and this is where you kind of are like, you can potentially be drinking some of those carbs that you're getting. Um, so just make sure you're getting in both fluid and electrolytes um, about 12 to 24 ounces per hour, which comes out to roughly four to five sips every 20 minutes or so. So, I mean, maybe you're going to take, maybe instead you're going to go take in fluid every 30 minutes, but I definitely would not go past that 30 minute mark for getting in some kind of fluid. Okay. So, um, you know, I love Gatorade. I know, you know, there's other products out there, I guess, because, you know, Gatorade kind of, I feel like it covers different bases with calories and electrolytes, et cetera. But um, what other nutrition products, sports nutrition products do you like for a long run? I know you love Ultima. I, I love that one also, but what else? <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I drink Ultima at home, like <laughs> when I'm not on the long run, but I actually, that's not part of my long run <laughs> plan. I like the way it tastes, but I, um, so there's, have you heard of super starches? There's there's products with cornstarch in them and you can is super popular right now. So if, if you guys follow sports nutrition pages, you might already know this, but, um, they, they call it a super starch and it, you're, it, it, you digest it slowly. It's a carbohydrate, but it's like a slow releasing carbohydrate. So the idea is if you take it, that it would, you'd get the benefits of it longer into your run than you would get the benefits of one of the, like a faster absorbing carbohydrate. So you can is a, it's a powder. And so the way I recommend taking that would be before a long run. And this is my plan this training season too, is before a long run to incorporate that with my breakfast and to be able to get in, I'm going to try to get in at least 70 grams of carbs before my super long runs. And you can will be part of that plan. And then I'll also have my regular breakfast in addition to like my, my regular pre-run breakfast in addition to other carbs to add in, to add in extra. But then the idea is that like that you can would be getting into my system still maybe an hour into the run. Um, so I wouldn't have just the you can, but I would have it in addition to your other breakfast. And then and, and you drink it. So that's before. And then I, I personally don't think I'm going to take any of that on the run just before. And then, um, it, and, and then really there are so many sports nutrition products out there. So you can, you don't even have to have sports nutrition product products. A lot of, some people will do like Swedish fish or, um, sour patch kids or something like that, some kind of candy, and if you want to do that, that's great. Some people like being able to chew something and they would rather just have their candy, but you do need to measure those out. So figure out how many gra grams of carbs there are. 
it's it can be easier to take sports nutrition products because it's already measured out for you. So, and then think about too, you have to carry all these things. So if you're going to only take Swedish fish, you also need to up your electrolytes because it's not going to have added electrolytes in it. And you have to carry all this stuff. You don't want it like sticking to you. <laughs> um, and just, you know, getting all over your pockets and stuff. So um, if you want, so some people like real food products. I haven't tried Humagel yet, but I'm planning to try that. And that's a real food product. And I know a lot of people like that for a gel option. Some people would prefer chewing things like the Cliff Blocks. And then there's, I mean, there's so many there. Oh, well, then there's like a salt stick. If you want to add additional electrolytes, you can have that. So like if you're going to have Ultima, then maybe you want to also have some salt stick because Ultima doesn't have as much sodium. And then I know people like, really like the honey stinger, which is, um, real food, a real food option as well. And then Martin is a huge one that's <laughs> everyone's promoting right now because, um, the, oh, some Olympians have used that and really liked it, which maybe you guys have heard about. And then there's noon and scratch and tailwind. So it all depends. I know that's probably not really what you want to hear, but it's kind of just what works for you. What's your personal preference? Do you care about having real food? Are you okay with sports nutrition products? How much sodium do you need? Do you want caffeine? So you kind of have to factor in all of those things and then, and then try it and see what works with your gut as well. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think it's great that there's all these options because you can try different things. Cause as much as I think Gatorade's just like kind of covers bases on a long run, I tried like one small taste of a Gatorade <laughs> gel and it was like one of the worst tasting gels. Like it was just not good. I mean, I love Gatorade products otherwise, but um, but if I had just like taken that and not any other options, it's like, it's good to know you're not stuck with, you know, something that's not good. You, you will, from all of these options, I think find something that you like. What about like other foods that are good? And I don't mean just like carb loading, but just to kind of prepare your body for a longer effort and you know, leading up to your long run and then maybe afterwards to help speed up your recovery? Yes. Great question. And I think that's really important too, because when you're in these peak training weeks, this is when you're most prone to injury. So this is when you need to be getting all that extra sleep and doing all these extra things to really, really, really set yourself up for success and not get injured on your 20 miler and be out of training. So I know a lot of you guys are probably upping your mileage right now, mid-September. Like I think that we've got a lot of races on the horizon. So during peak training weeks, so I wouldn't do this. <laughs> I wouldn't take these things all the time around the clock, but during peak training weeks, it could be beneficial to add in tart cherry juice. <laughs> so it's a, it's 
mean, we've this has been around for a while and um if you guys have ever tried it it is very tart <laughs> i have some in my fridge right now actually it's kind of, it can be hard to drink but it's maybe an acquired taste i actually kind of like it so it has anti-inflammatory properties and helps decrease soreness so drinking that after your long run maybe like six ounces after long runs and hard workouts can be really beneficial especially during peak training and then collagen i don't always recommend collagen as a good protein powder because it's not a complete protein um, but it supports ligaments and tendons and it can can help with preventing injury so if you want to add something i i would add in collagen and so the trick with collagen though is it's best to take it before your workout so <laughs> If you're already having trouble getting in your pre-run nutrition, it might be hard for you to get that collagen in. But it's good. you can't even taste it if you add it to coffee. So if you are listening to this and you want to add caffeine to your routine, then maybe just add in a scoop of collagen to your coffee and have like half a cup of coffee with collagen plus your pre-run breakfast. I mean, you can drink it on your way to your run and... <laughs> eat a little bit of pre-run fuel on your way to your run. Just get it all prepped the night before. So yeah, so tart cherry juice and collagen. And then beets um, have been have become really popular in the sports nutrition world because they are high in nitrates. And nitrates decrease the amount of oxygen that we need to produce results. So basically you can you're more efficient and you can endure longer, which we all want as athletes. So beets, you can get beet powder <laughs> or I've even seen like some beet gummies out there. So there's different ways to get those in. And before you're, so peak weeks, if you have like a big 20 miler coming up, I would drink, drink your beet powder um, or however you're getting the beets, have those in the six days leading up to the event. And then also two to three hours before your event. So those are, those would kind of be my top three, I think. So tart, cherry juice, collagen, beets. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that that's just a lot to work on integrating into my nutrition. So I am excited to give this all a try. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll just do a little summary recap for you guys. Cause I feel like that was a lot of numbers and just a lot of babble there. So the big takeaways <laughs> are 50 grams of carbohydrates an hour, which is about 200 calories from carbs per hour on your long run, but get in some kind of nutrition every 45 minutes and get in about 15 to 30 grams at a time. Not more than that, unless you have like a stomach of steel or something. Get in caffeine if desired. And I recommend maybe every other gel for that. And then maybe some before your run. And then fluid every 20 minutes or so, four to five sips each time, amounting to about 12 to 24 ounces an hour. And make sure you get water and electrolytes when you're getting your fluid. And then sodium 
about four to 800 milligrams per hour or roughly 400 milligrams per half liter of water that you're drinking. So that still sounded like a lot, as I said it just now, <laughs> <laughs> but those are my recommendations. And I know that you guys are all busy people like we are. So plan it out in advance. And I promise it doesn't, it's really not that hard. It's not as hard as it sounds. I think that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Yeah. And guys, check out our products on and services on the beyond the miles at beyond the miles.com. And yeah, let yeah. us know what you think. Thank you. Bye.